This is an ABC podcast. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of the old fashioned What does it mean? Why is it so? G'day, Dr. Carl here. Now, one thing I've always been very attracted to is breathing air in and out. So, the idea of a sport where people deliberately stop breathing for many minutes is absolutely astonishing to me. Welcome to the world of free diving, also called breath hold diving, where the current world record is around 214 metres straight down. That's greater than the height of a 50-storey building. By the way, the world record for not breathing, also called static apnea, is over 11 minutes. But that's just sitting underwater, not swimming around. Your average free diver will hold their breath for about five minutes in a typical dive. People have been free diving for thousands of years, and not just for food. In ancient Greece, divers would go as deep as 30 metres to collect sponges to be used in bathing. People have been diving for pearls for millennia in Japanese and Korean waters, as well as the Persian Gulf, the Red Sea, the Indian Ocean and so on. For thousands of years, free divers would collect salvage from shipwrecks and build or destroy underwater barricades against invading ships. In 322 BC, when Alexander the Great was attacking the city of Tyre, the city responded by sending out freedivers to cut the anchor cables of his ships. Modern freediving probably began in 1949, when Raimondo Boucher, an Italian fighter pilot who also did spearfishing, claimed that on one single breath, he could dive to 100 feet, about 30 metres. Another Italian diver, Ennio Falco, wagered 50,000 lira, about 800 US dollars, that he could not. So just off the island of Capri, Falco chucked on some scuba gear, dived down 30 metres and waited. Very shortly, Boucher joined him on the ocean floor, very definitely not wearing any scuba gear, and the modern sport of freediving was started. People began diving deeper and deeper, and by 1976, the French free diver, Jacques Mayot, broke the 100-metre record. Back then, that kind of depth seemed impossible, based on our then imperfect knowledge of human anatomy and physiology, especially with regard to the lungs squashing and shrinking in volume. This problem relates to the fact that the pressure underwater increases by one atmosphere for every extra 10 metres you go down. So the pressure on your lungs has doubled when you're 10 metres down, tripled at 20 metres, quadrupled at 30 metres, and so on. So at 100 metres below the surface, your lungs have been squashed down to about 1 11th of the volume that they have at the surface. 
Now, under normal conditions inside your lungs, about half a litre of blood is constantly flowing through some 400 million microscopic, hollow, thin-walled balls called alveoli. These alveoli have a total surface area of around 60 square metres, roughly half the singles court in tennis. This is where gases get exchanged between your body and the outside atmosphere. Carbon dioxide leaves your blood, while oxygen takes its place. To reach all the 400 million alveoli, the incoming air has to travel through about 2,500 kilometres of airways. This process is repeated with each breath, about 15 of them each minute. But when the lungs are compressed by the external pressure of the deep water around you to one-fifth or one-tenth or even one-twentieth of their normal volume, things can get very messy indeed. However, three factors can help. First, all land animals evolved from creatures in the oceans a few hundred million years ago. Second, in the process of being born, we humans transition from the liquid environment inside the uterus to the gaseous environment outside. And some of those reflexes continue to exist. And third, evolution is pretty good at preserving life. And as a result, some of us can dive to 200 metres on a single breath. One evolutionary hangover that we all have, wired into us, is the so-called diving reflex. Just put your face into water, the kitchen sink or a swimming pool or the ocean, and automatically your heart rate will slow down and your peripheral arteries will shrink in diameter, shifting blood to your brain and lungs. In some cases, a whole extra litre of blood can shift into your lungs. Another evolutionary factor is that your spleen does more than just be part of your immune system as well as remove old and tired red blood cells. Your spleen is also a store of emergency blood that can be shoved into your general circulation if you need it. On top of these natural inbuilt physiological adaptations and reflexes that the human body has, there are many physical training regimes that free divers do. And of course, an absolutely essential part of professional free diving is having a concentrated mindset that is simultaneously calm and relaxed. So next time, I'll take a deep dive through what happens in a typical free dive to 100 metres and back, where the word typical is a vast understatement. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.